0: Marin nervously tousled his shortly-cropped, greying hair and twisted his beard. Zara and Sartan walked back into the hotel. The girl went straight into her room while the boy stopped to talk to the only henchman left. The girl sat on her chair and closed her eyes. Marin felt that she would arrive at the identity of her father's killer in a few minutes. This was his chance. He got up and limped to the two men who were talking they didn't notice him. Marin peeped into the room. He figured he had about 90 seconds left to take down these two men. First, he flattened the tall burly man with a thick moustache with a similar fantastic right hook as the one he himself had been gifted at the slum. Before Sartan could understand what was happening, Marin grabbed the tall burly man's gun and hit the boy in the back of his head. Sartan slumped down unconscious. He estimated that in about 5 seconds, the girl would arrive at the answer. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 And just as the girl opened her eyes and called out to Sartan, he burst into her room and pointed the gun at her forehead. Well, well, well. Look what we have here. Baby daughter caught in the same position as daddy was. The girl looked visibly upset with herself for not having figured it out earlier. You were wrong about my father, you know. She retaliated, not one to accept defeat so easily. He was not responsible for your brother's death. I was wrong. I was wrong. Marin laughed maniacally. (laughs) He shook his head as if trying to clear his head off his thoughts. Okay, okay. Let us calm down before we go about hurling accusations at each other, shall we? Let us start with baby steps. Baby steps, my dearest Zaira. We shall begin with something very simple. Now, first tell me, how did you arrive at the fact that I murdered your father? Zaira scoffed. Your ripped jeans expose your half-blasted knee. I must be getting slow for I am surprised it didn't strike me as soon as Panchitata told me about it. Maran smiled. Don't be too harsh on yourself, my dear. We all have our bad days. Now... What else did you figure out? he asked, wanting her to spell out his entire plan with her own mouth. It was no accident that you were caught in the slum today. You wanted to be brought here, so you allowed yourself to be caught. You had taken my father's diary with you on the day he died. We had searched in many places but hadn't been able to find it. You knew there existed the trap of the false ceiling on the front door and deliberately made it fall on you, to make us believe that the diary had been hidden in the hollow bricks when in reality what happened was that you took the diary which you had been carrying in your pocket and placed it on the floor to make it look as if it had fallen from the ceiling. Zara slowly began moving her right hand towards the drawer in the table. It had the remote which would release the net which her father had fitted all those years ago from the ceiling and would trap Maran. Maran nodded his head in approval. That was not half bad. You may even have an inkling of the brain your father possessed. Zaira continued trying to buy time but the only question is, why? Why did you plant the diary and make us go on the quest to search for you when all the while you waited patiently for us to return in our very own fortress? Why did you choose to reveal yourself now when you could have easily stayed hidden and made it difficult for us to find you? Her voice was rising with every word she spoke. Unless you couldn't live quietly after having killed my father. You absolutely had to reveal to someone why you murdered him, didn't you? It was a moment of pride for you when a no gooder like yourself murdered one of the most dangerous criminals of all time, wasn't it? She almost spat out the last words. Her hands had pulled open the drawer. Maran looked mutinous. And there was something else in his eyes too. Was it... Guilt? There was a group of children who had been kidnapped by a rival gang. Zaira was taken aback by the sudden change in tone. Your father knew very well that they would not hesitate to torture and kill anyone from our group. Ishwa Jamal practically allowed my brother to go and rescue those children, even after knowing very well that it would be a suicide mission. Zaira's hand had almost reached the remote. Your father could have talked my brother out of it. You know how he has a way with his words. He can talk people out of suicide. I have even seen him talk people out of murdering him and make them join his gang. Or he could have sent someone more experience for the mission. He could have sent me. I would have willingly died in the place of my brother. On that day, about half of the children came out safely. We don't know what happened to the other half, but all I received of my brother was his chopped up hand and gouged out eye. I didn't even get to see his body. His eyes were now filled with tears of anger, pain and helplessness. Just as Zaira took the remote in her hand and was about to press the button, something dawned on her. At that moment, having heard Maron's story from his own mouth, Zaira understood why he had chosen to reveal himself. In the final letter which her father had returned to her, He had presented her with two choices. She had executed the first one and had arrived up to this moment in her life. Now, it was time for her to carry out the second one. She closed her eyes for a few seconds. And then, when she opened them, the words flowed out so effortlessly out of her mouth that she was surprised she hadn't thought about it before. I forgive you, she said softly. I am the only family which Ishwar Jamal left behind and I forgive you." Moran suddenly felt a little dazed, disconcerted by the surprising turn of events. But the moment the girl said those words, he felt as if a huge burden, which he did not until that second, no even existed, had been lifted from his chest. He lowered his gun, confused. The girl slowly started walking towards him, but he knew that she wouldn't harm him. They both walked out of the room and into the hallway. Both the men who had been knocked out were now slowly stirring. Maran turned and looked at the girl with his blue eyes. Thank you for saving my life, he whispered as he shook her hand for the first and last time. He walked out of the hotel and slipped into the darkness.